Hello, welcome to the Joshua Generation Sermon of the Week. I hope and pray that you will be blessed as you listen to this sermon and encounter God in a new way. God bless you. I preached a message a fortnight ago in the main service and I was um, encouraged that uh, this message would be more appreciated here. So, I want you to turn to Genesis 29 and we'll read verses 14 to 20. Genesis 29. So I'll be speaking on your favorite subject. You know it. <laughs> I see. Okay. Genesis 29, verse 14 to 20. And Laban said to him, Surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him for a month. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my relative, should you therefore save me for nothing? Tell me, what should be your wages? What should your wages be? Now, Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Now, Leah's eyes were delicate, but Rachel was beautiful of form and appearance. Now Jacob loved Rachel, so he said, I will save you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days to him because of his love, because of the love he had for her. Okay, we'll end there. I want to speak to you today on what I've titled Love and Courtship. Love and Courtship. I want you to be very, very attentive because what I say will save your life. If you, be, if you do what I say, you live long and you'll be satisfied in life. Hello? There is so much stuff on social media on love, courtship, and marriage. Some of this stuff is good, but some of it is from the pit of hell. As a result, there are many challenges in identifying the right person to marry. There's gross misinformation about the purpose of courtship. To some, it means partial marriage, cohabiting, which often re 
results in unwanted pregnancy and broken engagements. On the other hand, youth, both in church and outside the church, are divorcing in their first year, second, and third year of marriage. This is a mess. One asks the question, what has gone wrong? I believe the problem could be the foundation. When the foundation is wrong, everything will be wrong. When the foundation cracks, it means the marriage will also crack. So we need to get back to biblical teaching on love and courtship. So I'm going to share three things to help you. The first is Jacob was in love with Rachel. What does it mean to be in love? Jacob gives us insight in the nature of true love. A lot of what is called love today is simply infatuation, lust, and something else. What does it mean that Jacob loved Rachel? There are about five aspects of love. Number one, he was attracted to Rachel. There was a chemistry when he saw Rachel. It was love directed at the whole person, the personality, the looks, the status. What does it mean Jacob loved Rachel? It means he was drawn to Rachel. Now in life, you meet a person who you'll be attracted to, somebody who will be drawn to you. And sometimes you may not help it, but be glancing at them. You steal a glass, you know? You want to look at them because you're attracted. Secondly, he had feelings for Rachel. Feelings he never had for Leah or for any other woman. He had good feelings about Rachel. Underline the word good, good. So he had good feelings about Rachel. Positive feelings about Rachel. Number three, he had respect for Rachel. He did not violate her body. If you have sex before marriage, you will not respect each other. Let me repeat that. If as girlfriend and boyfriend 
or as fiancés, you have sex before marriage, you never respect each other. And following that is you never trust each other. And from my experience of counseling people, your marriage will be troubled. Number four, he sacrificed for Rachel. He worked for her for seven years. He was able to pay the bride price. To show your love to your woman, you will be willing to work for her and pay her bright price. Today we have girls who assist in paying for a bright price. Some even pay for the bright price. That is wrong. Never do that. It is very, very wrong. If he loves you, let him pay for the bride price. Jacob, that's what he did. Imagine he worked seven years, seven long years, to pay for a bride price. Can't you work for three years, two years, to save money for the bride price? Surely you can do it. If you pay your own bride price, it's a wrong foundation already. Lastly, he waited for her for seven years. And the Bible tells us that it was like a few days. It was like a few days. So, waiting where there is love is like a few days. If you love somebody, you'll be able to wait for them to finish college, to finish university. If you love somebody, you'll be able to wait for them to be ready. If they tell you I'm not ready, you'll wait for them. If you love somebody like Jacob, I mean, this was a, a corny man, a trickster, but yet when it came to these love things, he was very good. He's a gentleman. Because he understood the consequences. If you love somebody, you'll be able to wait for them and not force them to have sex with you until the night of your wedding. Hello? If you take shortcuts on the night of your wedding, you'll feel cheated. There'll be nothing to look forward to. There'll no climax in your marriage. Hello? You have already eaten the cake. <laughs> so what is there to eat? Nothing. 
So, hear me, hear me well. You know, love is a powerful thing. So, my advice for you is if you are still young, you are in your first year, second year, third year, the best is to wait. Don't get into these things. Because love is very powerful. Do you know that a small girl can confuse you? Do you know that a small young man can cause you not to eat? This love thing is very dangerous. So, for me, my advice is that when you go to college, concentrate first on your education. That's what you went there for. You see people holding hands and whatever. Stay away. That's my advice. I'm speaking to you as a father, as your pastor. That the best is just play around with your girlfriends. Play around with your boys, your, your, boy, your, your friends, and ignore this. Until when you are mature, when you reach maybe your fourth year or you're about to finish, that's when you can engage. Otherwise, leave her alone. Leave him alone. But then, when you have reached the right age, don't engage until you are attracted to somebody. Until you feel chemistry. Are you hearing me? I mean, Jacob, there was Leah there, but he felt nothing for her. What will sustain you is that chemistry, that love. There is somebody out there whom when you meet them, your heart will jump. When you meet them, you feel something. Not for everybody. If you don't feel anything, say, I don't feel anything. Love is not forced on you until you feel something then when you feel something you find you'll be drawn to the person you'll find it will be easy to respect them you'll find that it will be easy for you not to violate them it will be easy for you to wait because you don't want to lose this person you don't want to injure this person. May you find the right person in Jesus' name. Number two, Jacob was in courtship with Rachel. Jacob was in courtship with Rachel. Courtship is a time of knowing each other. A time of studying each other. A time of growing together in love. It is also a time of testing your love and relationship. 
your relationship will be tested. Let me discuss some areas where it will be tested. And I want you to make sure you take note of these things because you need them. Number one, love is for is directed to the total person. Love for the total person will be tested. Do you love your friend for what he is? Or do you love them for what they have? Do you love them for what they are, who they are, or you love them for what they have? Maybe you love them because they come from a well-to-do family, or maybe they have money, or maybe they are property, or maybe you love them for their fine physical shape, their figure. You know, there are people who are in love with the body and not the person. Do you love, or rather, do they love you for you? Or they see you as a sexual object? Many young people, they are attracted to women, to girls, because of their bodies. They, as, they have these sexual bodies and they are attracted so they don't love you as a person but they love your body so if you marry such a person when you give birth and your body becomes round they will go and look for another one who has a good shape hello mm-hmm do they love you for your money? Do they see you as an ATM machine, automated teller machine, a cash dispenser? Some of these girls may love you because you are liquid. And when you don't have money, you'll be ditched. That's why some of them later on, they get in fourth year and uh, somebody with a BMW drives by, they leave you. Bread of life, Kavia. Are you hearing me? So those are tests you have to ask yourself. Is this love for me as a person or for other things? Number two, respect will be tested in courtship. You see, a man has an ego. He feeds on respect. Men want to be respected. If the girl does not respect you or submit to you in courtship, she will never 
submit to you in marriage. So if she calls you Iwechi John, Iwechi John, then that's what you happen in marriage. If your guy beats you, physically assaults you, assaults you, you forgive forgiving him. No, I'll not do it again. It's just my temper. Listen, don't marry that guy. In marriage, the beatings will be more. Nobody should violate your body. Your father doesn't beat you. Why should this boy from nowhere beat you? Chanshi. Are you hearing me? Those are terrible signs. If the guy beats you while you are just in courtship, don't go ahead and marry him. You'll be a punching bag for life. Don't tell me that a person loves you or beats you. Your eyes swollen and he says, I love you. What love? Love protects. Love is giving. In a relationship, there must be giving. There must be thoughts of consideration, thoughtfulness. Are they willing to give you their best? If they are greedy and stingy, this is what will continue in your marriage. Take it from me. Listen, we're not talking about giving somebody a lot of money, but there are small things. Eh? A small thing, like a banana, an apple. Yes. Sweets, chocolate. Five eggs. <laughs> For you to go and eat in Shima. Huh? I mean, the, the, just the, it's the thought behind. It's not the size of the gift. Do you know that love is giving? For God so loved the world, what did he do? He gave us his only begotten son. So that there must be that giving, 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 giving. When I was young, you know, we used to give each other bananas. And you feel it's great, this banana, oh, wonderful. So it's the thought behind, not the gift itself. Are you hearing me? I mean, 
As a girl, you can buy him a handkerchief. You give him, he looks at it. Ah, thank you. Ah, this is wonderful. Don't look at me with all the looks. The next one is love is commitment. Is this person committed to me? Because you see, emotions come and go. That is why when you get married, you exchange vows and rings to seal that marriage. Now, if your friend is not committed to you, they'll end up being committed to someone else. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If your friend is unfaithful in courtship, this will continue in marriage. So if your boy, you catch him with another girl, you forgive him. Then after some time, you catch him with another boy, a girl again, and she cries. No, I won't do it again. And then, listen, those are signs that even when you marry, you'll be catching him with other women. Hello? If the boy, you are a young man, and you catch your girl with another guy, and she says, no, I'll never do it. Ah, Tom, you are the only one. You are the only one. I don't know what happened. Listen, those are warning signs. It means that even when you marry, she'll be unfaithful. No negotiation. When you find that they're unfaithful, those are warning signs. Run. Lastly, love will take an interest in your family and friends. Love will take an interest in your family and friends. If your friend is not happy with your family, is not happy with your mother, your father, then there's a problem. If they are not happy with your brothers and sisters, there is a problem. You know, the Bible tells us that honor your father and mother. What will happen? That your days may be added, and that you may, and that it may be well with you. If your father and mother do not bless your marriage, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. You need the blessings of your parents. If this person is not interested in your friends, you see, the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. There are friends that you have who have been a blessing to you all your life, or rather from maybe the time you met them. And as you are growing up, now you can't just reject them because you got married. No, 
You still need those friends. The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. So if your man cuts you from your friends, then know that that's not a healthy relationship. Run. Because there are people who speak into your life, even when you are married. So your honest answer to these things will help you make an, an informed and sober decision. My third point, God always offers you a timely warning. God always offers you a timely warning. We have observed tests in courtship. God always wants us. He loves us and wants the best for us. So don't ignore warning signs. God will warn you through a pastor, through his words, like I've been preaching to you. God may warn you through your parents. God may warn you through your friends. Don't ignore. You see, God wants you to have a great marriage, beautiful relationship. So even as you pray, there will be warning signs. We've already outlined those warning signs. Now, I want to deal with why does God warn us? Why? Number one, marriage is for a lifetime. Marriage is for a lifetime. You can't afford to make mistakes. It is a point of no return. Your whole life can be ruined when you choose the wrong person. And there are so many whose lives have been totally damaged because they married the wrong person. So you can't afford to make a mistake. That is why there are these warnings. Number two, divorce is not an option. It is a painful thing. It leaves a scar on you. And somebody says, a scar that refuses to heal. A scar that refuses to heal. Divorce is very, very painful. So you don't want to go that route. It will also affect your children negatively. 
The third warning is you are not the first to break a relationship. Many broken relationships have led to a right relationship. When you leave Mr. Wrong, you meet Mr. Right. When you leave Mrs. Wrong, you meet Mrs. Right. Number four, beware of people who pretend in courtship. In courtship, many play the game of hide and seek or keeping up appearances. They only show you their good side. That is why when you're in courtship, pray prayers like, oh God, expose this man. Let me know him. Expose this girl. Let me know her. <laughs> and God will answer if there is something that you are hiding. Are you hearing me? So you need that. Because most people who get married, they cry out, I didn't know you are like this. I didn't know you are like this. I didn't know. Number six, a broken engagement is far better than a broken marriage. A broken engagement is far better than a broken marriage. So if you are in some small, serious, or half-baked relationship, after what I've said, and you see that there are warning signs, go and break it. It is better than a broken marriage. Hello? If you are in a relationship and uh, there is no chemistry, there is no, you are just there. Uh -uh. Break it. Because if you marry the wrong person, then one day when you are married, you meet the right person. What are you going to do? Uh-huh. What are you going to do? You are called Mrs. Mubanga. And this young man passes by. Mulikita. Look, you look at him, you connect. Isn't that agony? Mm -hmm. So better wait. It is better, the next one, it's better to remain single than to be in, a, in an abusive, violent, and oppressive marriage. It's better for you to be single than to be in an abusive, violent, and oppressive relationship where you are fighting. If 
in doubt, jump ship. That's my final. If you have doubts about this relationship, jump ship. Because it's better than for you to live the rest of your life regretting. The rest of your life you are regretting. I should have listened. I should have followed Bishop Imakando's advice. Hey, I should have followed Pastor Joel's advice. Pastor Jonathan's advice. Pastor Benjamin, look at me now. There are people today knocking out, knocking off time is 17 hours. The man is still there giving himself extra jobs. He doesn't want to go home because there's fire on the mountain. He only goes at 21, reaching there 21.30. As he's eating, he starts dozing. He's afraid to talk. Early in the morning, uyo 5 a.m. na vukana samba. How long will you run away from your house? Because you married the wrong person. As I bring this to a close, Remember, marriage is ordained by God for your comfort and enjoyment. God has someone out there for you. Someone is searching for you. Somebody is looking for you. Somebody is there waiting for you. Bible says with patience we inherit the promises of God. With patience you will find Mr. Right. One day. Do you know everyone has this one day? Your time will come. Let them get married. Let them get engaged. But your time will come. One day. And when you meet that person, there will be chemistry. You'll have feelings for that somebody. Like you have never had for anybody else. When you meet that somebody, you'll want to be with them. There's one test I, I, I just I skipped, I don't know, by mistake. When you love somebody, You'll enjoy their presence. You'll be comfortable in their presence. You'll be yourself in their presence. If somebody makes you feel unease, you're afraid that they'll reject you. When you are with them, you are on your best behavior. 
there's a problem. When where there's love, you can be yourself. Hello? You can be yourself. You can relax. You not fear to be rejected. If the relationship you are in, you have to be on your best behavior, then there's a problem. Love enjoys the company of the friend. My prayer for you is that you meet Mr. Wright. My prayer for you is you meet Mrs. Wright. Listen, take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. My son, Jonathan, took his time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I even was tempted a few times to make suggestions. My daughter-in-law, don't hear this. I, I, I was tempted. I went to Australia. I found this nice little girl singing in the press team. I said, this one. I talked to her. I took some pic the picture with her. I talked to Jonathan. I was not, was not interested. She came here. I thought, ah, now that she's here, he was not interested. Why? Because there was no chemistry. <laughs> Let nobody, even the bishop, suggest anybody to you. Are you hearing? You are the one who will live with a girl is, is he is he living with me no he has his own house with his wife but when he met her there was chemistry i saw the man change right before me <laughs> may you also meet her may you meet him when you meet them you have chemistry. So all these small chances, just tell them I bind you in Jesus' name. I am waiting for somebody who touch my heart. Somebody who I'll be drawn to. Somebody I'll be able to respect. Somebody, I'll find it easy to submit. Somebody, I'll be able to wait. If she says, wait for me three years, I'll say, yes, ma'am. I'll wait. <laughs> Are you hearing me? I am waiting. I'm waiting for somebody. When you find that person, you love their parents. They'll be like your own parents. The brothers will be like your brothers. Are you hearing me? When you are with them, you'll be happy. When you are with them, you'll be yourself. You'll wear your flip-flops. You'll wear your finished jeans. And you'll be yourself. Are you hearing me? 
you go there. Some of you, you go there with unkempt hair and you will not be rejected because there is love. Love covers a multitude of sins. May you find her. May she find you. May it be well with you. Lastly, you know the Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor with the Lord. Two things and I'm done. Number one, it is the man who must find. Don't go finding men. It's not scriptural. The man must find. And you guys also, don't just sit. Your job is to find. The word find is an active word. So you find, meaning you need to be looking around. When you are worshiping, you worship with your eyes open. looking around, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Are you hearing me? And you girls must also be found. Sometimes you can be unfound. <laughs> can I go deeper? What I mean is that, you see, your character will make you stand out. Are you hearing me? Some of you don't have character. Who wants to be married to some wild girl? Every time, pizza, 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 you don't even know how to cook. You must be found in the way you dress. You dress modestly. You dress like a Christian. Not half of your body is exposed to the world to see. We are of the world, but we are not of the world. These boys are not looking for, for a, I won't mention, they are looking for a wife. Hello? What are you looking for? Yes. They are not looking for whatever, whatever. We are looking for a wife. So be wife material. How will you be found? By the way you talk. Some of you is yap, yap, yip, yip. You want to control the whole organization. The whole conversation. Will a man marry you? Will he survive your talking? <laughs> you must be found. So there are these things which are hiding you. You remember what I said? Number one character, dress, talking, yapping, yapping. And then the last one is pride. Some of you are hidden by pride. Some of you girls, you, you put on airs. 
<laughs> you hear somebody there says, tell them. Meaning what I said is true. Humble yourself, please. Even if you come from a well-to-do family, humble yourself. You are only what you are by the grace of God. The Bible says, let your beauty be the inner beauty. Not just jewelries and whatever. Lastly, some of you hide yourselves in makeup. I'm stopping there. I need to have some friends. <laughs> you hide. Listen, I mean, somebody wants to see the real you. Huh? He wants to see who? The real you. Not this fake one. Want you see the real you. May the Lord order your steps that you may find Mr. Right. And may you also be found in Jesus' name. Stand on your feet and we'll pray. Hallelujah. 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 Come and sow a seed for your marriage. Sow a seed to be found. Thank you, Lord. Listen to me. The Bible says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So there is no one that is ugly. Are you hearing me? Huh? Meaning that there is someone for you somewhere. Lift up your hand and say, Father, I thank you that you have someone for me somewhere. Let me meet the right person. Let me meet the right person for me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, God wants the best for you. Say, Father, I thank you that you want the best for me. I will wait in Jesus' name. Take a few minutes and pray that prayer. That Father, you want the best for me. I will wait in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that you want the best for me. I will wait for the right person in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, 
that you want the best for me, I will wait. I will wait for the right person in Jesus' name. Lift up your right hand. Father, I thank you for these youth. I thank you that you love them. I thank you that you have a plan for their lives. And I pray today that Lord, order their steps that they will meet the right person, the right wife, the right husband. I pray, oh God, that none of them will go astray. I pray, Lord, that the warning signs I've given them, they will adhere to them, that they will not hesitate to take action. Father, we pray, let there be beautiful marriages that will come out of this fellowship. I pray that, oh God, you link the right people to the right ones. Father, bless the youth. Bless our youth. That they will have victory in the area of marriage. That they will have beautiful marriages. I pray for those who are in wrong relationships that you give them the grace to cut those relationships. I pray, oh God, for godly relationships that will blossom into marriage. Father, bless these, your children, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. We pray that you are blessed. We hope that you can join us for the next episode. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Joshua Generation BLCI.